Hello, and welcome to the Uncapped Podcast, proudly presented by Roast House Pub, where elevated culinary creations meet a fresh, evolving craft beer selection, making it one of Frederick's unique dining destinations. Hi, everyone. My name is Chris Sands. I'm your host. Today, I'm joined by a trio of representatives from different breweries. So we're going to talk about how um, breweries are often not just hubs as a place for people to go to within a community, but they actually do a lot to support their community and just do charitable activities in general. So that's what we'll be talking about today. And serendipitously, this is being released the week of Thanksgiving, so it's People can be extra thankful for their local community brewery this week. Um, can everyone introduce yourselves and tell us what brewery you're from? Uh, we'll start with to the right of me. That'd hey be guys, Rachel. <laughs> I'm Rachel with Duclaw Brewing Company, and I'm the marketing manager there. I'll go next. Uh, I'm Amethyst with Checker Spot Brewing, and I am a the, the beer maven or beer dashian. I got my hands in everything here. Hey, everybody. My name's Ken. I'm with uh, Monument City Brewing. I'm one of the co-founders. Um, my brother and I, yeah. So actually, the only person who's never been on before is Rachel. Uh, Amethyst has been on once before. Ken has been on multiple times, old friend of the show, but it's been forever since we've gotten to talk. So I'm so glad you were able to join in at such last moment. Um, yeah, no, no problem at all. Before, before we jump in, as I already uh, told the four of you, I'm just going to go with some shameless self-promotion and talk about a beer that comes out on December 11th with um, it's the third rendition of Super Hype Bros that a series of beers I've been making with Saints Row Brewing and this time Chelsea who is um, at 21st Amendment Girl on uh, Instagram joined in with us and it's Mario Kart themed and it's a peach cobbler white stout so we're each depicted as a different Mario character chasing each other around on the can. And we'll also have some awesome um, glassware available for it. So keep your eyes open to see when that comes out. All right. Now to the important stuff. Um, I guess, Amethyst, since you kind of made me do this. Um, <laughs> do you... I didn't make anything <laughs> uh, well i mean you made me do it in, ideas you, you, you made just, me do it in well you just kind of made it happen so that's, was, that's why i am the beer dashi <laughs> so, um why, why don't you start since i since you're in control of this episode i believe <laughs> so i uh, i pitched to chris um this especially with 2020 is just a hard year for all of us um, and a lot of big projects came out nationally, uh, call, call to action for breweries. Sierra Nevada did the campfire, uh, fundraiser and then black lives matter. Um, black is beautiful. Beer came up from weathered souls and it, it, it made me like think about how breweries are a larger part of their community than just making good beer and bringing people together. And not all breweries can uh, just jump on every project. So 
what I thought about is the projects that we're doing locally in smaller uh, formats and the decision-making process we took here on what to get involved with, what we could uh, meet the capacity in our tap room. And I was really interested in how other breweries made that decision on their call to action. And so I, I kind of wanted to have a round table on it. And so I reached out to Chris and here we are. <laughs> I mean, you did a little more forcefully, but yeah, that sounds like a that's that sounds like a decent way to describe I, what happened. It was all on in a messenger. How how much forceful is it? There was there was messages? force behind your your messages. <laughs> I type very big. It was it was more just like oh, yeah. all right, we're ready. This is when it's going to happen. This is who <laughs> this is who's going to do it. This is. Mm -hmm. Um. So I guess, Ken, um, Monument City is really a big, uh, big into giving back to the community. Um, do you want, since you're the, the sole person here that is the owner of a brewery, so it can really drive the, what a brewery is doing, can you explain like what, what, what motivates you for that and what's, why do you feel strongly about running a brewery and making sure you give back. Sure. You know, um, you know, Monument City, you know, is just one of many, many breweries that give back. You know, what I think is really cool about the craft beer community and really Maryland as a whole is everyone does their part. You know, the community, uh, you know, the people who support you know, Monument City and, and, and other breweries, um, you know, they, they really kind of welcome, welcomed us into the community. And I think it's really important for any business, not just in our industry, but any business to, to, you know, that relies on, you know, the people of their community to give back in some, some way. And there's a lot of really good causes out there to give back to. Um, we've participated in several and, you know, it's tough to, to pick and choose. So we really just try to find, um, you know, those causes that align with, you know, us as a brewery and, um, you know, and kind of, you know, the things that are really important to us, you know, as, as team members. So we all have, you know, all of our team members have, have input into, you know, the things we're giving back to and, and why. So. So with you, it's more of like, um, guess what what would be you and your team's personal passion projects yeah i mean i think we've fallen there's a couple things i mean obviously things that directly impact the community in which we kind of live and work um uh so for example amethyst brought up you know the black is beautiful campaign started by weather souls uh, we participated in that and you know you know, felt like there was a direct impact to our local community by being able to, you know, brew that beer, 100% of the proceeds going to, to Balt Legal Action. Um, and so that's, that's an example of something directly related to our community. Uh, we also, you know, the arts, whether, you know, music and, and, and local artists are important to us. So WTMD is, is another nonprofit that we work with. You know, obviously, WTMD is listener, listener supported. Uh, so we just did a virtual 
concert uh, this past weekend for them uh, and had a vi- you know a virtual tip jar where people could donate to the cause. And then we obviously, you know, you know, outdoor, you know, the outdoor experience is really important to us. So making sure that we have kind of nice, clean, green spaces for people to to enjoy outside is is kind of another area that we're focused on. So last year, uh, we took part of our proceeds from Among the Pines uh, and you know donated um, a grove of trees from that. So. Uh, we we continue to try to find ways to give back. You know, 2020 has been really really tough to to um, you know carve out revenue for that, but we're still trying to find ways to contribute and in, in, in the ways we can at least. Yeah, that was someone was going to say like how like while um, basically all hospitality, the entire hospitality industry, which I think breweries definitely fall within um is struggling so bad right now that's got to be really hard at this moment to still continue to give up like precious revenue um but breweries still have been and a, a driving force in so many areas during this whole time um like, I don't know what the question was. I guess that was just more of a statement. <laughs> so I guess it's more of a thank you for being altruistic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right. It is it is hard. And, I, and I'm sure, um, you know, I'm sure each of us want to do more, you know, mm-hmm. and there's, there's a lot going on, you know, in 2020, you know, beyond, you know, COVID and, and the impacts of COVID on our industry specifically, you know, so... I know, you know, I know the other breweries, you know, Checkerspot and Duclaw do, you know, you are finding those ways to give back as well. And, and, you know, and it's not just the three of us, Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of good work by a lot of breweries in in the state. So, you know, that, that makes me proud to, to be part of that community or this community that, that even in tough times, you know, does what they can to, to give back. Yeah, I would have to say it's definitely was not hard to find anyone to participate in an episode about this. It like while we have three breweries and all clustered in Baltimore, just by coincidence, um, there across the state. Well, I mean the entire country. It's very much um, the same story. With oh, I, I mean you could say probably at least 95% of breweries. I don't want to just claim every brewery does, but the vast majority of them do. Yeah. It's as simple with right now it's reinventing what we do. Cause we rely heavily on events and we'll give proceeds back from the event or a pop-up. Um, and I think I don't know any brewery that I haven't been to because they're hosting a night with uh, a portion of something supporting local so now we're just on a more creative path to figure out how to keep our businesses healthy and thriving but also remain committed to keeping our communities healthy and thriving but just hiring local bands uh beers um collaboration beers they're all simple ways that your breweries are getting involved uh when i picked when i asked rachel to be a part of this bullied Rachel into it. Um, it was uh, because of their unicorn farts uh, beer, which 
made national attention that I don't think everyone realized also had a uh, a charitable attachment to it. Everyone was just more excited about glitter in their beer or not excited. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb. I don't think Monument City's ever put glitter in beer, right? Uh, not that anyone's told me. No, no. <laughs> it doesn't no, uh, doesn't seem quite have, on like, brand. No, but you know, listen. I think that's what's beautiful about about this industry and about you know creating beer. Um, you know, the team at Duclaw does some really fun, exciting, different things, and their brand's done that for 20 what 22 years 24 years a, a lot of years <laughs> 25 almost 25 um you know judy's creating some beautiful beers over at checker spot um you know and our team you know we we love you know creating beer and um and we all do it a little differently and i think that's what's cool is you know we all kind of have our own space which is fun let's take a um Real quick, sponsor break, and then when we get back, um, we'll give uh, Rachel an actual opportunity to talk a little bit, since Amethyst has been running the show so far. You have to unmute yourself, and you make it seem like we're in a I corporate to Zoom it. meeting to, hey, no, you have to unmute yourself. You have to unmute yourself. I, I, I work at a brewery. It's not corporate. I tried to segue her in. Did you see the way I like brought up her beer and-, and I did, but I wasn't. I wasn't ready yet. <laughs> All right, we we will be right back. Uncapped is brought to you by one of Frederick's original Maryland craft beer destinations, located off of Urbana Pike, featuring a warm, inviting atmosphere and knowledgeable staff serving up fresh, locally sourced culinary creations and unique craft beers on tap. Open seven days a week, our friends at Roast House Pub invite you to enjoy a casual lunch happy hour specials, delicious dinners, and specialty desserts. Follow them on social media to keep up to date on their monthly beer dinners, mom's spaghetti dinner battles, and what beer is being featured for Buck Above Monday. Idiom Brewing Company proudly offers a delicious variety of beers to satisfy the most discerning tastes. Best known for their wide array of IPAs, delicious fruited sours, and robust porters and stouts, Idiom has a simple goal in mind, to bring people from all walks of life together, to enjoy themselves and each other. Whether you're a hophead looking for explosively juicy IPAs, or one of the adventurous few looking to try boozy, sour, or complex flavors, or just looking to enjoy classic styles and seasonal favorites, they'll have a little something for you. Idiom Brewing Company is located in downtown Frederick, just south of the intersection of East Street and East Patrick Street, with ample seating directly on Carroll Creek. Uncapped is brought to you with support from McClintock Distilling, Maryland's first and only organic certified distillery. They are well known for their award-winning gin and are rapidly growing a name for themselves for their matchstick bourbon and bootjack rye whiskey that have both won double gold at international spirits competitions. You can visit them in historic downtown Frederick along Carroll Creek for tours and tastings. Go to McClintockDistilling.com for more information. All right, Rachel. Yes, um, how the, so Duclaw is a little bit different in that, like the typical, a typical way that a brewery can at least monetarily help is by, and it's usually based on taproom sales, like a portion of, 
a pint sale, which is way more profitable than a canned product. Uh, Duclaw does not have a tap room, um, so that eliminates the ability that. So how does Duclaw approach its charitable endeavors? Yeah, it is it is kind of funky because when you think about a brewery, you automatically think, oh, they have a tap room, and we're in the unique situation where we don't have that asset. So we've kind of been in the scenario already, even before COVID, trying to think of creative ways where we can give back um, because, you know, margins on packaging product versus taproom product are very different. So things that you can do to give back in um, a sense that's beyond monetary is just elevating your local community, whether it's through collaborations. I know that we work with a lot of small shops like Walk-In Fuss and Diablo Donuts we're able to do some national news with them. And then just things like unicorn farts, things that do have a big heavy hit, we're able to give back a portion of proceeds to Pride and stuff like that. A lot of things that we do involve donating beer. So when it comes to big events for Barks, which is local to Baltimore, or Back on My Feet, they're great charities. You should check them out. Um, you know, we can donate several cases of beer so that they can have that covered for their event so they can make more money so that they can, you know, raise more money to support their businesses. And, you know, just thinking about things outside of the box, the ways that you can uplift your community when you can't necessarily give a portion of the proceeds to every item. So, um, for like the Black Lives Matter movement, we did these sticker packs. So we sold them for $5 and donated the money to the Black Church Food Security Network and the Maryland Food Bank. And yeah, it's, it is kind of difficult and hard because we don't have those kind of events that we can just say a dollar to every pint goes to whatever charity we choose. Um. So do, how does Duclaw, um, what, what's their approach for deciding w- what causes to get behind? Gotcha. Well, I think it varies on a case-by-case basis. Sometimes it's built into the beer brand itself and it completes the story. Like when we were talking about unicorn farts earlier, obviously that's a beer with glitter. It's super fun. It's got rainbows. So it only made sense that we partner with Baltimore pride for that. Um, They were actually our first choice. We tried to set up donations with them, but unfortunately big beer Miller corporations swooped in. So we ended up partnering with Annapolis pride, which ended up being super fun too. We were able to walk in their parade and donate a ton of beer to the event and even have kind of a unicorn farts bar crawl Obviously, we couldn't do it this year because of COVID, but we still gave a portion of proceeds to them. But um, that was a lot of fun, and it just made sense because it kind of builds up the brand story. You know, it makes sense as a whole. Other times, it's not based on the beer we're doing. Sometimes it's based on cultural movements that are happening in the moment and in in our world at the time. So, you know, trying to give back and create things around what's happening in that case. 
with like the Black Lives Matter movement and other things that are really important. You know, our industry struggled a lot uh, with COVID. So trying to give back in those kinds of ways to our community. Um, so, yeah, sometimes it's based on the brand. Sometimes it's based on what's happening around us. Sometimes we have people approach us and they're like, hey, would you like to participate in this? And, you know, sometimes we're not always able to say yes, but we try to as much as possible. So sometimes it's a collaborative thing. Sometimes it's someone in a Ducal staff member is like, hey, I really like this charity. Can we support them? So it kind of comes from all different kinds of places. Is is um is unicorn farts going to be a yearly thing now? It seems like it is. Hmm, I don't know. I'd <laughs> be kind of kind of silly not to. Not uh, to, yeah. Not not to tell you all how to do your job, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're gonna be releasing it again in 2021. It seems to really resonate with a lot of people. It's fun. You know, our motto is craft be cherished, rules be damned. And I know a lot of people give us heat for putting glitter in a beer. But you know what? Sometimes it's just fun to have fun with it. And we'll do all the traditional style lagers and Oktoberfest and stuff like that. And we'll do crazy flavored things, too. So it's good to kind of not take it all so seriously and and do the whole gamut and not be afraid to be made fun of and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it's, it's a pretty good sour too. I think a lot of people were surprised. They automatically think that, Oh, it's, it's purely gimmick, you know, but I mean, (laughs) it's a good beer too. So. I liked it. And I think craft beer should be fun and not making it a yearly thing would be kind of like monument city trying to limit how often they make Nobo and Sobo. (laughs) those guys i tell you (laughs) (laughs) but to your credit you make it more often now so i'm happy although i think the last were the last couple of releases brewery only or did it make it in the distribution no uh they've been brewery only i thought so yeah yeah i mean we we send a little bit out um to, to some accounts. So like, uh, out near you, like district East will get, get a case or two. Yeah, um, that's where I got skeleton crew, which is yeah. a phenomenal beer and does not taste nearly as dangerous as the 10% it is. So we'll watch out for how this episode ends up going downhill in 10 or so minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you know, it's, uh, that's a fun beer too. So that was our, um, that name, you know, when when COVID hit, you know, there was a very small group of people actually working at the brewery. So nicknamed the Skeleton Crew, obviously. So um, that's where that beer came from. I'm really proud of myself because I was so intelligent enough to assume that that's what it meant. I really very. went out on a limb <laughs> with that thought. You know, sometimes we get so clever in our beer names that uh, it's it's hard to to figure out its true meaning. <laughs> did um did any of you do the all together beer? We weren't able to with production. Yeah, we we didn't. Uh, our neighbors up the road, I'm almost a hundred percent sure Mobtown did it. Mobtown so. did. Yeah, I had theirs. Yeah, that one seemed to fall in. It was released like an awkward time for breweries where you like 
it was definitely much more doom and gloom across the industry, at least from everyone I talked to yet, because I don't know if like all of the regulations had been put in place yet that allowed you guys to survive and it it wasn't so apparent that people were going to drink so much during lockdown so it was it, i would bet that it was kind of harder to fit that in and like it was a very weird time when all together came out is that accurate cuz like i'm talking to someone who has nothing to do with being inside the industry <laughs> So at Checker Spot, we, we haven't been able to participate in any of those uh, larger scale projects. Judy has our calendar um, out. We have very limited space for uh, supplies. And she, she's actually, so Judy is not on the uh, social media as much as I am. And mm -hmm. a lot of times I have to bring to her attention these projects. There's not just like a beer industry database. It's like, hey, here's the new greatest project. Um, so this is kind of where I wanted to see how other breweries approach, um, the decision to get involved. All of those larger national programs, just for us, they just don't work on our calendar. So we have, um, we have a really big project coming up. That's kind of why I reached out to Chris, but I'm being really good taking turns and sharing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm just going to keep making you wait to talk about it. I know just... I'm being so good. You are behaving yourself now. Now I'm really so, curious. I'm not yet. So, Ken, um, earlier I had said that putting, uh, uh, and this has absolutely nothing to do with um, charity, uh, but I had said something about glitter being off-brand for Monument City, which I would say like historically have been a very um, uh, classic style brewery. Not 100%, but leaning more towards that. But that seems to have changed a decent amount since really since the last time I talked to you. Like you're pumping out a lot more hazies and sours. and Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, for us, you know, we really, we don't do a lot of sours. We do, we do a few here and there, uh, but not a lot. Uh we we really do focus on IPAs, uh, whether that be you know kind of East West, you know New England or hazy, um, but we do a lot of IPAs, you know quite a few lager beers, and then obviously as we move into cooler months, you know we start to ramp up on kind of our uh, our maltier offering. So we we kind of stick within there and dabble in a little bit of Belgian beers here and there, but. Um, yeah, I mean, we've, you know, I think when we started out, we had, uh, you know, we were probably in a similar boat to what maybe Judy and, and the team over at Checker Spot are. We were new and um, really couldn't keep up with demand and didn't have space available to take away from kind of our core offering. But as we've grown and we've invested in, you know, a lot of new tanks, it gives us some flexibility. So even at the beginning of COVID, we invested in, um, you know, two smaller tanks uh, so we could continue to, you know, produce, you know, the the New England or hazy style IPAs um, at a greater frequency and, and increase the volume there. So, yeah, we do 
have a, you know, kind of what we call a, our trail or hiker series. So we've got our Novo Sobo backpack guy and day hike um, that are all, you know, those New England styles that we we look to do at a, a reg, at a regular frequency now. Not a lot for distribution. Um, I mean, the reality is those are really expensive beers to make and to put them out at distro, um, you know, to the consumer, it just continues to jack up the price. So uh, we try to keep it at a good price point and that allows us to go through the, the tap room to do that. So did you release um, bullseye again this year? Okay. We did not. So I did we not did. miss that. You did not miss that. No. I mean, I miss it because it was a really good beer, but I did right. not miss it. No, we did. You didn't miss the release. No, we we were really happy with that beer. Um, I think the last time we were on was with Rob, yeah, who's a, a beautiful human being, and mm-hmm. I think Duclaw, you guys have done some some stuff with Rob as well. I love Rob so much. <laughs> yeah, guy. unless he's listening, then we should not keep praise upon him but um <laughs> that'll go straight to his boston head but he he's he he is a he's a lovely human being and um so we were unable to do that project with him this year um for some reasons out of both you know his his control and and monument city's control so hopefully next year we'll see it again okay uh, but we are we do have a project with Rob that we'll see in December. So we're excited about that. Awesome. Um, Amethyst, let's take a real quick break and, <laughs> um, and then we'll hear what else Duclaw has going on. <laughs> so we will be right back. The Uncapped podcast is brought to you by district East. A lot of Friday and Saturday afternoons, you'll find me at District East for their weekly beer tastings. District East is part of the local beer community, and they get limited releases and exclusive beers that are hard to find anyplace else. This is why I chose District East for the release of my collaboration beers. One of my favorite things to do at District East is building a custom six-pack. With over 900 beers on their shelves and new beers every week, District East is a great place to find beers I love and to discover new and hard-to-find ones. They also have eight beers on tap for Crowler and Growler fills, and they have kegs to go. District East is located on North East Street in Frederick, in the same shopping center as Family Mill and Rockwell Brewery. You can find today's beers lists on the District East Facebook page or at www.districteast.beer. To all you craft breweries, wineries, and distilleries out there, listen up. Atlantic Custom Solutions is the real deal in providing you branded growlers, ceramics, glassware, and accessories like koozies, coasters, and keychains. Their high-definition digital printing, organic ink, and low-fire process ensures your brand is printed in ultra-high definition, giving you a one-up on the competition. We've used Atlantic Custom Solutions for uncapped branded glassware and couldn't be happier with it. Check them out. Visit www.brandmybeverage.com or give them a call at 434-286-4500 to learn more about how they can help you brand your business. I'm excited to announce our newest sponsor, Vanish Farmwoods Brewery. Vanish is a brewery and entertainment complex located on a 62-acre hops and apple farm in Luckett's, Virginia, just 20 minutes from Frederick, Maryland and Leesburg, Virginia. 
With over 20 beers on tap, a selection of wines and ciders, along with multiple food options, there is something for everyone. Vanish has live music on Saturdays and Sundays and a wide variety of special events. Go to VanishBeer.com for information on everything they have to offer. All right, Amethyst. Why do you want to do this? Why, why, why have we all assembled? What was your vision? What do you have going on? Uh, so Take we, it away. Uh, <laughs> Now's your chance. So we're doing Time a to shine. <laughs> but you understand like 12,000 people are going to watch this just because of this project. Um, we at Chickspot, we have a honeysuckle Kolsch in our 15-barrel tank. Um, it will be canned uh, December 3rd. It is called Not Another 5K uh, because historically in the suburbs, there is a 5K on every weekend to raise money for an event. This beer is a collaboration for uh, Ava's T21 Foundation, uh, but really it's the town, whole town of Mount Airy to build an adaptive playground. Before I left Mount Airy, I had written a grant uh, for a 15,000 square foot uh, playground that's inclusive of all uh, physical um, needs. And um, they won the grant last year and they still needed some funding. And since Rob Neff, uh, one of our owners, is also from Mount Airy Main Street, we decided to meet together and 140 cases of beer exclusively for one zip code. That is our big project. That's really cool. Have they broken ground on it or is it? Uh, so the ground was already broken. Part oh. of when I lived there, the problem was trying to figure out what to do with the skate park, which I actually, as a teenager, was part of getting built in the 90s. And so you um, have a long history of nagging people into getting stuff done. I mean, like, activism it's, to it's do. It's a calling. <laughs> it is a calling. It, it really is a sickness, but it's also a blessing. <laughs> Um, but yes, so the skate park was going to cost us um, almost close to a million dollars to get renovated. Wow. And um, But how do you explain that you're going to tear something down unless you're going to put something even more amazing in its place? So the, the ground will break this spring officially for the playground. It'll be phase one uh, with a rubberized uh, flooring and equipment that allows. Uh, so the research had shown that someone in a wheelchair uh, could be wheeled into uh, the area and that was adaptive. This will have ramps so uh, kids with limited mobility can be engaged um, in all aspects. There's a swing. Um, I was going to say, I was at, I was going to ask that because I was at a park. Um, I can't remember at what time frame now because time means nothing anymore. Um, that. I thought it was so cool when I saw that, that they had swings that could accommodate a wheelchair onto them. Because yeah. like, it just made me think of something like someone in a wheelchair, like a kid who's always been a wheelchair without that would never know the joy of just swinging on a swing, which is such a part of childhood. So I was like, wow, that is, that's an amazing advancement. Yeah. And the entire playground is designed like that for all levels of, um, disabilities from and, and from ages like you know toddler to 98 uh when i was researching the project uh, there are adults with disabilities who can benefit from just playing and if there's one thing craft beer drinkers love it's playing 
So to me, it was a easy co collaboration and easy fix. Um, Town of Mallory was very happy. To, they came up, they did a brew day with us. Uh, we have set up a beer me account just for the nonprofit. That way, you know, like you're buying the beer through the nonprofit. And we are just acting, I guess, more as like a, a contract brewer, but not another 5K. It's like a brilliant name. If you don't say so yourself. If I don't say so myself. <laughs> so is the skate park being removed or is it, it being... Is, um, it is. A Sykesville went ahead and built a beautiful cement park. So, uh, so there's really no need for it. Well, it's not that there wasn't a need. It's just when you come to terms, Frederick had built two, Sykesville had two. And that's a lot of, uh, when you get involved in nonprofits, the balance of um, what's actually going to make the biggest impact and be the most personal to your heart. So I love a good skateboarder. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> that's, um, that's really cool. I, uh, I, I had always, for the longest time, thought like there were some charities that you shouldn't, like, it seemed weird to mix with raising money using beer for like, cause I, I try to, I, I've teamed up with um, different locations in Frederick roast house pub being one. And like, it was the first time I, I broke into like, I there's um you, you're probably familiar with them. Uh, Amethyst ship, the uh, student homelessness initiative project. Is that right? So <clears throat> they you're on mute again um so their mission is that, like they provide support to homeless students in frederick county public schools um and it's clothing to like basically any need that they might need met um and for the longest time i was like i don't know if they like are they going to be okay with a fundraiser that involves alcohol because like there's just some people get so funny about that, like demonizing alcohol. But so I reached out with them and they were 100% like, yeah, of course, that's completely fine. So it's hopefully, and I think craft beer probably has really helped with like removing the demonization of the idea of drinking alcohol. Like it's not just something you use to go get blasted. Like you can enjoy just one or two in a social setting while doing good. Everyone's muted and just nodding for anyone listening. <laughs> Chris, you're right. It's, it's, it's interesting. Last, last year or two years ago, um, we, we did a beer with Rob and it benefited or a portion of the, the sales benefited McVet, which, you know, is a Baltimore based nonprofit that, you know, helps, you know, homeless veterans, uh, kind of get back on their feet and they're homeless for a variety of reasons. Um, uh, but everyone that's part of that program, you know, there's no alcohol allowed. So, you know, when we had a discussion with them about, Hey, there's this uh, brewery that wants to partner with you. They were really open to it because it was focused more on the community and, the giving back as opposed to the alcohol. And to be fair, I don't know what everyone's uh, taproom experience is, but your point's right. You know, rarely do people show up at a, at a brewery and, you know, treat it like a bar. You know, most people have one or two beers and, you know, you know 
you know, go on about their day. So it's, uh, it is a much different experience at a, at a craft brewery and, and what, you know, being part of that community means versus maybe other places in which you can purchase a beer. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm sure it happens, but the vast majority of people going to a, 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 a craft beer brewery aren't going to just with the intention that I'm going to get trashed tonight and wreak havoc. No, it's not a, it's not a dive bar. No, I mean, and you know, that's not, I take a break from the 10% beer. I just drank to drinking the 9%, uh, Nordic swell from Duclaw. (laughs) But I'm safely in my basement. And that also is really good. Yeah, I would definitely agree with you, Ken, on um, sometimes it's kind of hard to, I guess, decide whether to participate in something or not, because maybe a charity has to do with being clean or sober. Um, Like we donate several cases of beer to Back on My Feet's annual galas every year. And with their program, same as the program you were talking about where they encourage people to be sober while they're going through the program. But the gala event is more so for uh, the corporate members, even though there are some participants who are in attendance where they raise thousands of dollars for their program every year. So it is kind of odd to think about that kind of partnership working out, but it actually does do a lot of really good uh, it's a really good benefit for their community. So I would agree with that. I mean, I guess the the combination of the financial support it provides and just the, the awareness aspect of it and over way over shadows, any possible negative connotivity of, uh, or uh, interpretation of the collaboration between the brewery and that charity. Yeah. And, and because it's a national organization, I think it aligns with what we're trying to focus on because while we are based in the Baltimore region, we are distributed to 19 States and Canada and France. So we have to think about not and only why just France. Cause it just happened that way. <laughs> we're looking to expand. So, I mean, who knows, maybe other countries will be added. It kind of is hard to, expand during covid times you yeah. know <laughs> that's just Try. weird though <laughs> we, we only go to 19 states and france <laughs> <laughs> maybe jesus were the italians just not interested i don't know man i don't know do you ship it over or is it brewed that contract brewed there no we we brewed all here there's actually special kegs Oh, the little the little plastic ones. They're like, weird. Like, yeah. yeah, you have to like fill them upside down. We had to make this whole contraption specifically for it, filling those kegs. And uh, yeah, I guess it's so that it ships overseas easily. I remember seeing those at Flying Dog because they're the same. Like they don't they don't yeah. distribute to every state in the country, but they distribute to I can't feel like Belgium is maybe where the. Hmm. where they have a, a decent following and it's like uh adroit theory has some weird thing like that too like you know like they're just available in a couple states in the united states and then like some far off country they're popular in 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're definitely trying to expand into other states. Right now, we're partnering with Brew Pipelines Guest Brewer Program, which helps get our beers out to the West Coast, which we're not in right now. So sometimes, like, one or two random brands might be able to get out to, like, California and stuff like that. But um, right now, it's kind of a slow process trying to get distributors uh, engaged in getting them on board. Ken, are, are you guys still, are you Maryland only or have you moved into other states? We are Maryland and Delaware. Okay. So you'll send stuff to Delaware, but you won't send it to Frederick. Actually, there's actually a decent amount of it in Frederick now. Yeah. No, <laughs> At we, District I, East. I'm, I'm pretty sure we send it there. Yeah. yeah um, D- District East actually usually has a decent selection of your beer. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I think most of what we produce even tap room only stuff we we get out to those guys yeah they were the the brewers exclusive number three was there yep yep they they've been really good to to local craft beer as a whole like they're really supportive of the industry which is which is fantastic uh delaware and then we just opened up western maryland so we just filled out the state as of October. Uh-huh. So, so we weren't even in the entire state. Um, and then MoCo, we start self distro there actually next week. So yeah, we'll be in, uh, the state, all of the state. So, so another question I have is, so this is 10% and it's a triple IPA. This is 9%, but it's only a double IPA. Is it the number of digits that you cross over from double to triple or is that that brewery discretion? Yeah, I think, and again, I don't want to answer <laughs> for us, anything between like that eight and nine, we consider a double. Once you start getting up into 10 or above, you know, then it gets into triple. Okay. At least for us. I mean, that makes sense. Ten's pretty high. Yeah. But what is it in Imperial? I think that's, I think that's synonymous with double, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. It doesn't seem to be used very often anymore. It, it, I don't think it was as, uh, um, from a marketing perspective as grand. Yeah. And it, it like, it it seems like the, uh, too close to, um, falling in line with the british or something <laughs> good word imperial for like our stouts and quarters and stuff yeah i mean it's still definitely it's popular IPA. what's that but there are well amethyst Sorry. first i said you think the british invented the ipa with this imperial thing they did ken your they turn did. Uh, I was just going to say there, there are some guidelines based on uh, gravities to put it into to categories. For the BJCP guidelines. Yeah. Or... yeah. yeah, I don't care for those. <laughs> oh, I feel, and, and I'm actually, I'm glad that most breweries seem to have just taken that book and thrown it out the window um, because it, it cuts, I feel like it would cut back on creativity. Yeah, it does. I think, you know, the way most people use it, you know, well, I shouldn't say most, but at least the way we use it as, is, you know, as a starting point. 
right? Because every style has its so-called parameters. But, yeah. you know, now your creativity comes into, you know, whether it's your hopping schedule or how you want, you know, your mashing schedule to be. So there's there's other ways to be creative or you're going to add adjuncts into it and what that may be, so... Yeah, I mean, like, there's this really cool beer coming out called Super Hype Bros 3.0. It's a white stout. I, I'm going to guess that there's probably not a, a BJCP style for that. Um, probably not. No, I don't know. Maybe. And and again, it, it does adjust, right? There was never a hazy or juicy. Yeah, now they have the hazy and juicy category. That's right. That's right. But, Chris, you know, I, I have to say, I... I I've seen about 15 labels with your likeness. I hope you're getting uh, charitable donations from that. Not a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> but look at his camera quality. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> Completely unrelated. <laughs> but I, have to, I mean, how many have you? Uh... That was a very good guess um, because this was number 10. And okay. I'm, I'm mainly bringing it up because I'm on a streak of like 15 oh, episodes okay. mentioning Sands Jams. <laughs> so These guys are I, killing I, it with that thing. I wasn't. What's that? They are full tilt. Just reinvented themselves on the dance jams. Oh, 100. percent And I told Dan that the first time I tried them, and we we did an episode talking about them, and he had a list of things that he said he owed me that that <laughs> I to give me credit for, and that was one of them of being an early. Um, champion of the dance jams line um i think i think this is the 12th one ah it's close yeah so you're really close and i actually i got a message from a brewery today asking me if it would be okay to use my (laughs) my face on a label you need an agent now i kind of do and probably should find a way to profit off of it but then no one would want to (laughs) When it when it's free, it's attractive. But when it so no, I do not. I mean, I guess I, I mean I got I get beer with my face on it. That's that's so it's, a form. I mean, that's enough. That's all I need. Trade. Yeah. yeah. That's do you all get cases of the beer to take home? Do I get what? Some cases of the beer to take home. Depends on the size of the brewery. I'm not going to get greedy from like a real small brewery. <laughs> um, depending on the size, yes, I usually get about a case. <laughs> So it, but then I spread the love around because usually like, I, although I have drank almost a case of Sands Jams, I think, <laughs> I mean like that one was special though. Cause that not only did it have my face on it, it had my name. Like, so it was like the full package. So if Monument City ever wants to, I mean, you keep talking about this guy you love Rob that you keep working with. <laughs> Well, or there's the Beardashian can that uh, we had pitched and we, it kind of fell through with COVID. That's right. Or they just use that as an excuse. and <laughs> it is, it's, a con, it's a convenient excuse to get out of things. Sorry, I can't. COVID. <laughs> they just didn't want you to be uh, Chloe Jenner or Chloe Kardashian. <laughs> or I didn't want to be Chloe Kardashian. <laughs> So, I feel like we probably covered the charity aspects of breweries well, enough, right? Rachel and I, no, we real oh, quick. Oh, sorry. It is November, so interesting enough, uh, the 2021 
Baltimore Beer Babes calendar, which oh, yeah. uh, proceeds do go to Kennedy Krieger. Uh, Rachel and I, uh, I was a sharer and invited Rachel in, and her and I are Mrs. November. Aww. Together for 2021. You told me last year that I was going to get to be in it. and then... You got to talk to Alice. That's that. <laughs> Both of you did. All three of you said. Oh, that's Alice. 100% Alice. Alice is like, let's find new faces. And I invited Rachel. She's like, good. She'll be in your shoot. I'm like, fine. (laughs) We we killed it. When when does it come out? (laughs) Rachel and I have a a really great photo for November. Okay, (laughs) That's all I got. (laughs) But when when does the calendar come out? You got to ask Alice. Oh, okay. So you don't know. We don't know. Yeah. It's the, it'll come out in in uh March. <laughs> sure there's going to be a 2021 first and it's then we'll point it's pretty it's far enough away that that is in question. Shoot, we could just scratch out the zero and put in the one cuz let's face it 2020 didn't exist. Yeah. Um so I was going to say we could say wait, why don't um each of you if you have things coming up with um each of your breweries that you want to talk about, we could do a round table of that. I know you're dying to talk some more, so we'll let you go first, Amethyst. Oh, no, I was actually, I wanted to listen. Okay. Ken, what does Monument City have coming up? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, from an events perspective, uh, we... We don't have anything uh, planned or set in stone given the the current environment, but we are continuing to, um, you know, release, release some new beer. So we actually have a couple fun series coming up um, and, and some new beers. So we have a a Belgian triple called a walk through Brussels that uh, will be coming out. And what was really cool is we took second runnings of that and made a dry hopped table beer. I love when that's done. So that was really cool, and we dry hopped it with mosaic. So it's this really, even though it's only like two and a half percent, it's a really vibrant um, beer, and obviously just in time for for the holidays. So as you uh, you gather around with your your family and friends and groups no more than ten, you can uh, <laughs> enjoy uh, uh, you know a few of those and 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 be able to carry on a conversation. Um, well, while we, have, we were talking, the governor's been talking, so who knows what kind of things he's put into place right now? Well, okay. so, so um, I have I have it on the background, so I'm okay. listening. <laughs> Just funding and things like that. Oh, okay. So, so it wasn't anything negative. There was, well, there was, I mean, it's all negative, but uh, well, yeah, I but I mean, he, it wasn't like because I, I, what I had heard from several people, the worry was like he just talked yesterday, um, like they're maybe new numbers came out and he's decided that we're just locking back down again. So thankfully it I wasn't that. I didn't hear that. No, okay, well, um, that's good. No. And then we have this campfire series, which um, is kind of a, a fun series for us. So as we moved into the colder months, we were, you know, playing around with some different beers. So we did a Roush beer or a smoked lager, which we're really excited about. That'll be a tap room only. And then we did two collaborations within that series, one with Manor Hill on a, a Doppelbach, so another lager beer, um, which will be making its way into distro. And then um, one with the ever 
likable and famous uh, Rob Goss, uh, a vanilla porter. Rob um, Goss again. That, uh, <laughs> that will be coming out in, in December. Um, so we're trying to uh, figure out fun ways and safe ways to, to release that with, with him. Um, then we've got, what else? Uh, still within our hiker series. So you'll see more Nobo, Sobo, and Backpack Guy as we come into the end of the year. And then... The last thing is we do launch on our new online store at some point this month, which I'm, I'm stoked about. For uh, beer purchases or merch and everything too? Beer and, and merch and everything else. So we've, uh, we're launching what we're calling the trading post, which will be, uh, um, you know, kind of a comprehensive, you know, e-commerce or online store. So we're, we're stoked about that. Your, um, your coffee mug is still one of my wife's favorite. Uh, coffee cups to drink out of you know my yeah they're uh they hold copious amounts of coffee they do they are a large cup <laughs> that's right what does duclaw have come actually we're, um before we get into claw can how um how's monument city's luck been with or bad luck been with the um the can shortage um so we we started buying up cans um back in march april we kind of saw it coming um we've been okay i think you know we've we've not had any issues as of yet that being said um we are getting things just in time so uh we've you know, we've had truckloads of cans pushed back and back and back, but we've worked with some other breweries, um, uh, you know, like Nepenthe and, and Union um, to where, you know, we've had cans or they've had cans and shared with us. So we've, we've been working with other breweries to help kind of get through it. Um, it's been tough, but I think, I think, uh, I think we'll be okay. And, and if not, we have, some old cans, uh, old printed cans of ours uh, in the wings if we need to wrap those. But so far we've been, you know, knock on wood, lucky enough to to keep a supply. That's uh, I've of I've heard from some other breweries that use printed cans that had a ton of a brand that they either scaled way back or have stopped making, and that's kind of like their safety net too. Is that they'll just slap stickers on those that's right yeah i mean it won't be pretty but it it'll work have um is there an end in sight with this one because like the the crowler shortage there that was like a production timing type of thing right whereas so like they get a definitive end but this shortage is a little bit different than the crowler one right yeah yeah, I mean, I think you have a, a bunch of different things going on. Um, but I do think there's an end in sight. I mean, you'll read articles and they'll say, oh, you know, there's, you know, back orders till 2022. Um, I guess that may be true. But uh, I, I think come January, February, you'll start to see uh, maybe supply catch up again. Um and, you know, industries go through this, uh, whether it's planned or not, where all of a sudden demand, 
you know, outpaces supply and then they can reset pricing. So it's, uh, it's not terribly uncommon. It's just, it happened to hit at the shittiest time possible. Is the, so I've heard the main, one of the main motivating factors is that like the biggest problems would really be coming from like soda makers and then the big three, because every like fountain drinks are that, that market is, been decimated so everyone's liquid is just being packaged in the cans now and it's those humongous companies that are using up all the cans yeah yeah i think that's it and then you have you know different types of cans versus kind of the standard you know 202s that you know maybe most of us use the you know as far as the 12 ounces go so um you know that takes up you know, facility production time and, and so on. So I, I know a couple of the big providers have new new facilities coming online early next year. Or so, or later this year for okay. early next. Year. Rachel, what does Duclaw have interesting coming out soon? Yeah, well, we've we've had some delays due to uh, COVID and can shortages as well, but we're hoping to get some of the last of our limited releases for the year out the hop tarts dipa and the pastry candy cane already started hitting shelves and the sour me strawberry grape which is kind of like modeled after nerds is coming soon after that so that got a little delayed but that's coming out so those are fun limited releases that maryland will see a lot of we've got some fun projects coming up for local local shops like um like diablo donuts we just partnered with them again to do a donut with them where the chocolate glaze on the donut is made with our sweet baby jesus beer and i tried some last week and it was so good um like the peanut butter filling was almost marshmallowy and whippy and it was very good and then the donuts are so good oh so good and then um we have another collaboration coming up with kombucha, wild kombucha and La Food Marketa. So can't say a whole lot about it on now because it's not um, being talked about yet, but it's going to be a fun project that centers around giving back to the community. It's going to kind of post on social on Giving Tuesday, which is actually coming up to December 1st or a third, the beginning of December Awesome. I, w- I wish Diablo Downs was closer. Actually, I'm probably glad that they're not. Since... You'd spend all your money there. <laughs> Amethyst, what's coming up with Checker Spot? So, of course, the uh, big Kolsch project, the uh, 140 cases of beer for not another 5K to raise money for uh, Inclusive Playground. Um, we have we have one of like the best parking lots in the city. We share a tailgating lot uh, for M&T Bank Stadium. And since the Ravens have started allowing uh, some viewers in, we're excited to see. Did you notice the- that the Steelers are um, undefeated? <laughs> the Ravens, I, I just care about the tailgating party. The footballing okay. is up to everyone else. <laughs> okay. I just are you a Steelers you- fan? Yes, I'm a Steelers fan. Hmm. Well, come visit us next time. I grew up, uh, in, I I grew up just outside of Pittsburgh. Beer. 
No, football and beer, it brings everyone together. I've learned so much since being here about the football community, and it's very similar to the craft beer community. We're all friends on, really. on football day. <laughs> I don't, I think it's the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> But then but that's almost like the civil war, like brother against brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying I'm to be a Washington Redskins fan. <laughs> There's no such Washington thing. Football. It's a, yeah, oh, Washington. Yeah. It's football. a football team. So uh, we're we're actually so we just bought two thirty uh, gallon uh, Barrel? tanks. They're they probably, came in. They're probably thirty yeah. barrels, <laughs> not gallons. Barrel, yeah, we just bought some big glossy tanks. Um, so we're about to bust a wall out in our back space into a whole new space to accommodate the amount of sh stuff we need. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, because of that, um, I have been given a lot more free range on flavor profiles. It's the last thing anyone should give you. <laughs> <laughs> my Christmas, I just today I was brewing my Christmas beer it was awesome. Gonna raise money, save the children, and put lactose in everything. You and free range are words that should not go together. Why are you such a hater? Like I It comes from a place of love. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, if we're gonna be off topic and amethyst topic, do you notice my lip gloss my lipstick leaves no stains on the glass? For an hour in. I did not notice that. Is that like mm. some kind of magic or what? Years of practice. It's very important. I feel like you're. Uh, Ken you has zero lipstick on his can. <laughs> <laughs> you're not special. No. <laughs> it's all stuck up in his beard. <laughs> all right. I, um, I want to point out and I want to proclaim how proud of myself. I am that I kept to the hour limit that I told two of you that the episode would be at. Do you know how hard that is? No one's impressed. Yeah, it is very hard. <laughs> so I will end this with thank all three of you very much for not only talking to me today, but the good that you have done in I was going to say your communities but it's all one community because you're all in Baltimore so <laughs> thank you for the good that you have done in Baltimore um, although uh, and Annapolis and Mount Airy yeah so Mountain. Thank, thank you for the good you've done in multiple communities throughout Maryland um, and actually thank you to every brewery that has helped make people's lives a little bit easier throughout this whole time um, and thank you everyone for watching and listening. Cheers. Thanks guys. Cheers. And, uh, Ken, when you're done working with that loser, Rob, feel free to hit me up. <laughs> we definitely yeah, I, will. We I definitely kid, will. We, everyone loves Rob. And I know, you, know, you know what I like about, I, mean, I like a lot of things about Rob, but one thing Rob is, he is so nice to everybody and has always positive things to say about everybody you know? unless um, you're not wearing a mask that that's true that's true <laughs> um, then he hates I, you with a passion well yeah well you know understandable, yeah. <laughs> understandable. um but uh, no he's he's a sweetheart he really is so 
Yeah. So but, cheers to Rob also. Yeah. Cheers to Rob. Cheers to that. <laughs> thank yeah, you, thank, everyone. Thank you for, uh, for having me join. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook. And if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Oh my God, that's good.